Shalom Aleichem Rabbi Isai, this is Rabbi Falk, <coughs> speaking to you from Telstone in Eretz Yisrael, the home base of Nevei Tzion, on the Nevei Tzion podcast. I mentioned to you last week that I had COVID, I had Corona, and it was a very, very difficult experience. Baruch Hashem, I was not so terribly sick, it was much um, less severe than the first time that I had it, but I was in exile, I was stuck in my room for the whole week. I had to stay in for a week until I wasn't contagious. Finally, Baruch Hashem was able to come out. It was, it's sad being by yourself. It's sad being exiled from the rest of the people. But on the other hand, there was something very, very positive. When a person is in exile, he stops and he can think and he can do a cheshvara nefesh and he contemplates and you begin to realize things, what I shouldn't be doing, what maybe I'm not doing right. It's a time of growth. Rabbi Sai, if you ask anyone, what do they want from their life? Just about every person will tell you, I want to be happy. I want to be happy. And Rabbi Sai, it's a mitzvah to be happy. Mitzvah, the person has to be happy. We are now in a time we're about Tomorrow night, it will be Rosh Chodesh Ov. Chazal say, Mishenichnas Ov Mematim Besimcho. When the month of Ov comes in, we have less Simcha than we have during the rest of the year. Rabbi say, it doesn't say that you should not have Simcha. You have to have Simcha. A person has to be always Besimcha. But it's a different kind of a Simcha. It's ma'at, it's less. There's not a lot of the simcha. The simcha is maybe rarer. person has to dig deeper to feel that simcha, to find that simcha. But we have to find that simcha even during of. Rabbi Sai, golus. Why do we need golus? Why does a Kodesh Baruch Hu, we all want to be happy. Why do you send us to exile? Why was there a golus? Why do we have to, for three weeks during the year, we focus on Golos, on exile, on Chorben. Why? What is Golos all about? Rabbi Isai, when exile is talked about in the Nevi'im, it says in Hosea, fascinating Pasuk, Uzratiyali Ba'aretz, and I planted you amongst the nations. Golos, exile, is like taking a seed and planting it in the ground. What happens to a seed when you plant it? When you put a seed into the ground, you have a seed which really you could you could eat. It's a healthy seed. You put it into the ground and it rots. It decomposes. But from that rotting and from that decomposing, from that little seed can grow a whole tree that can give off tons and tons of fruit in the future. And it all comes from that Seed being put in the ground and decomposing and going through what looks like destruction. But from that destruction comes a beautiful, beautiful tree. Rabbi say every single day, three times a day when we say Shemana Esrei, we plead with the Kaddish Baruch Hu to rebuild Yerushalayim. We have the first bus, pasuk of Yerushalayim, Ircho Baracha Mimtoshu, please come back. And then we have another bracha that speaks 
of even a deeper, deeper and a more spiritual rebuilding of Yerushalayim. As tzemach David Avdochomeros Atzmiach. What is a tzemach? A tzemach is a plant. The literal translation of that request is we pray to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that the sprout of your servant David quickly sprout forth. The Geula, when we're coming back from the Golos, when we're rising up from the exile, it's referred to as a seed which is sprouting, a seed which is growing. Because we go through that suffering, we go through the difficulty. But that difficulty is in order so we should be able to grow and to become stronger and to be better. Rabbi I want to tell you a Mary Dikamaisa. This is a true story. It's hard to believe that it's true, but it is a true story about a true individual. Individual. Chochma Bagoyim Tamin. We can learn Chochma from the Goyim. Rabbi Sai, there was a young boy. At the age of 11, his family was thrown out of their home, homeless at the age of 11. When he's 13 years old, his mother dies. He decides he has to go into business to help support the family. He goes into business, 21, he fails in business. So he decides, you know what, maybe I could be a politician. He runs for the state legislature at the age of 22. And he lost. So 22, the next year he got himself a job. One year later, when he's 22, he loses the job. He decides, you know what? I need an education. He decides I'm going to law school. He applies to law school. He doesn't get it. Rabbi say, this is a person who is a low yutzlach. This is a person who, there's not much hope for this person. You know, buddy, give up. Give up. No. When he's 24, he borrows money from a friend to begin a business. By the end of the year, he's bankrupt. He spent the next 17 years of his life trying to pay off that debt. He decides, you know what, let me try politics again. Maybe I can make it. He runs for the state legislature again. And you know what? He wins. He wins. His life is turning around. Baruch Hashem, finally success. Two years later, he gets engaged to his sweetheart, engaged to be married. She dies, drops dead. His heart was broken. He has a total nervous breakdown when he's 27. A total nervous breakdown. He's in bed for six months. The guy can't pull himself out of bed. Finally, he gets out. He goes back and he decides, you know what? Let me try to run for office again. I've got all the qualifications. I'm a great person. You're a loser. So he runs again and he decides, I would like to be the speaker of the state legislature when he's 28 years old. He runs and he loses. So he decides to run for another office the next year, when he's two years later, when he's 30. He decides to become an elector. He runs, he loses. He decides to run for Congress, the Congress of the United States, when he's 34 years old. And he loses. Raboisai, find yourself a tall building or a cliff and jump. You're a loser. Nothing is coming of you. When he's 36, he decides 
since I've been so successful in politics, he's going to run for Congress again. He runs for Congress again when he's 36 and he wins. Things are changing. Things are turning around. Things are good now. He runs for re-election when he's 38 because he did such a great job and he loses. So then he decides to seek a job. It's called the land officer in his home state when he's 39 years old. Rejected. A guy with a resume like this, you would tell him, enough, enough, just give up. No, this guy, no, he doesn't, he doesn't understand. He doesn't give up. No, no, no. He decides that he's going to run for the Senate of the United States. You're crazy. What do you want? To be defeated again? To lose again? He runs when he's 45 years old for the Senate of the United States. He loses. He loses! Then he decides, being that I was so successful, he decides, you know what? Maybe I would make a good vice president of the United States. He seeks the nomination of vice president from his party at the national convention. He gets less than 100 votes. Go home, retire, give up. You can't read the writing on the wall. Give up. No. He decides to run for the Senate again. He runs for the Senate when he's 49 years old. And he loses again. 49 years old, he loses again. Enough! No. He decides he's going to run for President of the United States. You're a joke! Run for President of the United States at age 52. So he runs again. What do you want to be? An idiot? You want to make an idiot of yourself? A laughing stock? He runs for President of the United States at age 52 years old. And you know what happens? He wins and he becomes the President of the United States at the age of 52. And his name is Abraham Lincoln. Probably one of the greatest presidents in the history of the United States. He had such tsarists through his life. He had such difficulties, such obstacles to overcome, such nisyainis to overcome. And the easiest thing for him to have done would have been to give up, just to give up. But no, he did not become president despite everything that happened to him. He became a great president of the United States because of everything that happened to him. Because whatever happened to him, he realized that it was a seed being put into the ground. And many times it has to decompose. Many times it has difficulty, great difficulties. But if a person realizes that there is a God and there is a purpose and that we have to do our jobs no matter what, so a person like that doesn't give up. A person that like that realizes that all of the challenges, all of the difficulties that that person went through, every single one of them made him a stronger and a better person. And he 
was able to do the what the great things that he did as a leader because of what he went through because of all the suffering because of all the difficulty because of all the trials and tribulations that is what made him into who he is Rabbi Sai Golus in a superficial way it seems to be very sad but the truth of the matter is if a person uses Golus for what a Baruch meant it to be when a person is exiled when a person suffers when a person stops and thinks and grows internally and becomes stronger by meeting all of those challenges then that person that Golus is one of the greatest gifts that exile, those challenges, are one of the greatest gifts that a Kaddish Baruch Hu can give us. We're memayit b'simcha. There is less simcha lying around on the surface, but there's a deeper, deeper simcha that a person can see in the Golis, in the exile. Rabbi Yisai, we're going now into the nine days, the climax of the morning for the Beis HaMikdosh. It's a time of tremendous growth a tremendous introspection to stop and to think about what's really important to us to stop and to think of what we lost with the Chorban Beis Hamikdash, to try to cry and to yearn for those things and Chazal say Abel al Yerushalayim anybody who mourns for Yerushalayim Zoyche Veroya Benechamosa that a person will be Zoyche if he cries and he feels that he's missing he will be zeichet to see in the consoling of Yerushalayim and the rebuilding of Yerushalayim. It's not just schar that a person gets, but when a person yearns for Yerushalayim, yearns for the rebuilding, yearns for Kodesh Baruch Hu to come back, davens for it, cries for it, he brings it back. He builds he places the beginning of the stones of the foundations of the Beis HaMikdash from the tears that come from his eyes, the pain that come from, from his heart. Rabbi said we should all be zeiche to be mis'abel Yerushalayim and we will be zeiche to see the Nechama and the Binyan Beis HaMikdash be'im heir of Yameinu Amen.